Hello, welcome to a special extra Symphonies for the Mind call. I usually host one each month to start the month and launch the theme of a new meditation. But because it's summer, July and August, I thought I'd do something special and host these calls, two extra calls mid-month. The first one that we're, I'm going to walk you through today is meditation and your health. And next month, we'll get into meditation and manifestation. So today is really to inspire you and your practice around your health and meditation and how it really is a vital and beneficial part of health and healing. Just to start as a personal example, in my own life, this past week, I went through, as is so normal to do in our human lives, a little bit of, you know, some trying, difficult, uh, emotional times, a few emotional, difficult emotional days. And so when I was kind of coming through to the other side, I had a great conversation with Jerry, my life partner, and he just asked me a question. So Ange, like, what do you think, um, you know, you would do differently, you know, coming through this and, or what advice would you give to someone else who was going through an emotionally difficult time? And so I sat there and I, I reflected for a few moments and I said, well, I would meditate even more. And I know that my meditation practice served my emotional health through these, through these days. But upon reflecting, I think I could have benefited from meditating even more. So that's my own personal story, but now let's get into a little bit more around meditation in your health. And I wanted to start off with um, a little bit of insight from a really great book I recently picked up again. It's, it's kind of a classic when it comes to health by Dr. Andrew Wheel, Spontaneous Healing. And there was a particular chapter that went through and reminded me of how health and healing is an inherent capacity of life. Your body always wants to be moving towards health and healing. So it always wants to be moving in that direction towards a state of balance and equilibrium at a genetic level at a cellular level, and at a tissue and system level. It just inherently wants to be moving in that direction. And that made a lot of sense as I was reading those words. Of course, our bodies are just so well-designed, these magnificent entities. So what meditation does is it places your body in optimal healing mode. 
So if your body and all its systems inherently wants to be moving in that direction, meditation really comes in to assist it to place it in optimal healing mode. Because there's many things in our daily modern lives that, let's face it, disrupt our health and our healing. And one of the biggest can be stress. But you know that already. There's a lot being written about stress and the adverse effects of stress. But the kind of stress I'm talking about here, I really want to qualify this, is the non-stop kind of stress. This is what can be the most disruptive to our health and our healing. It's not the short bouts of stress in our lives, experiencing some stressful moments or some stressful times. It's the non-stop stress that is not beneficial to us and very disruptive in terms of allowing and empowering our inherent health and healing system to function well, to be at its best. So I really want to repeat that and qualify that because we make such a big deal about stress in daily lives and we've turned stress itself into a villain without qualifying this further, that it's the nonstop stress. It's finding ourselves in this almost 24-7 state of stress that is really disruptive and doesn't allow our health and healing systems to function well or optimally. optimally. It really impacts them. Short bouts or intermittent stress is not bad for us, and it can actually benefit the brain and body in many ways. So oscillating, going back and forth between short bursts of, bursts of stress and periods of active recovery is very good for our brain and body and our healing systems. It can actually strengthen them. And we need short-term bursts of stress in our lives. It ha helps us in multiple ways, getting things done, <laughs> all sorts of things. So once again, it's the nonstop long periods of stress that wreak havoc on our health and healing. And I've repeated that a few times now because I really want to qualify that in this call. It's the nonstop stress that causes that inflammation at a genetic, at a cellular, at a tissue level that leads to chronic diseases that plague modern society. And often these chronic diseases occur very early on without any symptoms. Diseases like diabetes, heart disease, Alzheimer's, cancer even, can be asymptomatic for a long time. 
And so placing our brain and bodies into health and healing states is incredibly vital and beneficial in the short term and the long term. And that's where meditation comes in. After all the evidence is, was reviewed and the many people I've worked with, I truly believe that a first-line and front-line therapy when it comes to health issues is to place the body into healing mode or shift it out of stress mode. I've always imagined what would be possible if doctors, healthcare practitioners, recommended before any prescription or any treatment, if it became standard, a way of treatment to help someone just place themselves in healing mode, out of stress mode. And this just seems logical. In order to optimize any treatment, whether that's synthetic, pharmacological, or natural supplements even, it's just logical to place the brain and body into healing mode or not in stress mode. Because when the body is in stress mode, it's in survival mode. It's not in healing mode. It's not, to put it very simply, in stress and survival mode, it's not interested in healing, mobilizing the body's healing systems like the immune system and the digestive system and their hormonal system to heal. Because when the brain and body are in stress mode, it's just not there, it's not in healing mode. So if you get anything out of this call, listening to this call, whether you have a, an active meditation practice or right now you're just contemplating that, because everybody today is interested in their health, their healing, or they're healing from something. One could say we're all healing on different levels almost all the time. So if you take anything away from listening to this call, it's that when the body is in stress mode, nonstop stress mode, it's not in healing mode. It just isn't. So that's like really big. And I'm not saying that meditation is a replacement for everything, anything, but it is a very, very good complement to whatever health and healing modalities that you are looking into. I used to work in a health, health food store and I would watch all these really stressed out people purchasing all these supplements, like 10 supplements, some of them really great supplements, but they were all stressed out. Oh, I hope these work. Well, if you're in stress mode, you're not in healing mode. Not to say they won't give you some benefit. There's always the placebo effect. But if you really want to optim optimize any kind of 
health or healing modality, whether that's nutrition, supplements, pharmacological, even exercise. Placing your body in periods of recovery, helping your body shift out of this nonstop stress mode is really, really, I'm not going to say important. It doesn't even seem like a, a strong enough word at this point in time when we see all the impacts of stress in our society. I use the word vital a lot for a reason because we're not going far enough with all the fancy things we have in modern society when it comes to our physical, mental, and emotional health. And ever since I came across the science of the mind on meditation, it just made so much sense on a scientific level that the first or frontline thing to do was to place the body actively into health mode or shift it out of stress mode. So that's, you know, what I wanted to just start off with. And uh, so much of this, as you're listening to it and allowing it to just sink in, you might be listening to this while you're driving or, you know, taking a little bit of a break, doing a walking meditation or relaxing. And you might want to just close your eyes and just let it settle and sink into that kind of subconscious part of you, but also the logical part of you. This really makes sense. And today it's very evidence-based. And with life getting crazier and more uncertain, the advent of AI and all this crazy stuff, unpredictable stuff, who knows what the future is going to be all about. I'm not trying to be all doom and gloom, but there's a lot of really interesting things on the human horizon. So many things before us. And we don't even have any idea how to navigate all these things that are before us. So we're going to need practices like this now more than ever. Practices that shift us into all is well mode. That's another name I like to use for healing mode. All is well mode. All is well and I can handle this no matter what life brings. So let's get into this even further by just having a little, gaining a little insights or this is maybe reinforcing what you already know, which is really good too. Repetition is the key, right? Sometimes we get away from the things that we, we know and that make sense because other things in life take over. So it's so worth reviewing this. So the first thing I wanted to just kind of go over is how meditation places the body into a health and healing state. And there's so many areas at this point in time I could focus on here because 
the science and research is ever growing and expanding. But I'll break it down just a little bit here. Um, first of all, your brain is the CEO of everything. If you think about it. Wow, yeah, that makes sense. My brain is the CEO of everything. And your mind, which is your brain in motion, your thoughts and emotions and things like that, is your consciousness, your thinking, your subconscious mind, impacts your health and healing on so many levels, the state of your mind. And when we're in stress mode, the brain activates a part of the nervous system called the sympathetic nervous system. It's the fight or flight system that is built into us. It's, it's a very prehistoric system that's hardwired into all of us that has helped us survive this fight or flight system. And it does help us in daily life. But this fight or flight system is mostly interested in survival. That's why it's called fight or flight. It's very useful to us in the short term, very useful, but it is harmful to us, not beneficial in the long term. It's not beneficial to be in this constant fight or flight mode in the long term, on a long term basis. And if you think about modern society, many of us find ourselves in sympathetic mode, survival mode, fight or flight. I'm going to interchange between those three on these, this call probably. Many of us fight or, find ourselves in fight or flight mode almost from the time we wake up. We put our feet on the ground. We're worrying about things. We're thinking, overthinking about things totally normal. But when the brain calms, we shift into or we engage the part of our nervous system that's known as the parasympathetic nervous system. And that is the all is well nervous system. I think I've renamed that the all is well part of us, the all is well nervous system. But that's the, that's when the brain is calm and this nervous system is engaged, you are actively shifting into rest, recovery, and repair mode, healing mode, optimum health mode. So this is what happens. Calming the brain is placing the body in healing mode or I also like to call it optimal functioning mode, functioning mode. You're allowing the body between periods of stress, which is a normal part of everyday life. Maybe the objective isn't to get rid of stress. Maybe that's unreasonable. It is unreasonable. It's part of daily life. The objective of a healthy life is to shift back and forth intentionally between periods of stress, doing, okay, that's part of life, and periods of recovery, repair, renewal. 
Systems like the gut, the immune system, the hormonal system, all want to move towards health and healing, but being in a nonstop state of stress is not placing them in, in that, in that health and healing mode. But when we calm the brain and mind, which is what meditation does, so many things happen. A multitude of health and healing things happen. And remember, the body inherently wants to move in that direction. So you're just placing the body on that path. The heart rate lowers and a lower heart rate when it comes to health is a more efficient heart. Blood pressure lowers and this also leads to a more efficient, efficiently functioning heart. Lower incidences of stroke and heart attack and all sorts of things. When we actively place the body in parasympathetic mode, where we move back and forth, oscillate back and forth between sympathetic, fight or flight, and parasympathetic, this is so much better for our health and healing. It's actually vital for it. There's that word again. I love that word. It's vital. I like putting a sense of urgency towards this. So that hopefully as you're listening to this, it'll spark something in you, you know, that I know is there. And I know that listening to this, you probably know a lot of this stuff. So maybe it's just reinforcing it. Oh, yeah. You know, that was just like picking up this book, some of these books again this week. I had read through them for a while and it just helped to reinforce wow, yeah, I knew that. And it was really, really great for my own health and healing journey to remind myself of that. I know this. It makes sense. Wow. When we're in sympathetic, nonstop stress mode, essentially, we're always in doing mode, go, 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 processing. But when we switch on the parasympathetic nervous system, which is what meditation helps us do, actively helps us do, the body can then recover, renew, repair, go into repair mode. There's so many things throughout the day that impact us on a cellular level, affect our cells. Um, cause cells in our body to even go rogue. And so when we place ourselves into health and healing mode, we can allocate our energies. Our energies are allocated towards repair, renewal. And we need that. And as I said, this isn't just a nice thing. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah. It's vital. And as life gets even busier and even more stressful and you got even more going on, you need it even more. So meditation is an intentional way to place the brain and body in recovery and repair mode. 
at a genetic level, a cellular level, a tissue, and an organ level. Studies actually show that stress causes the ends of DNA strands to fray and break down. Stress actually does that. And in studies that they did with meditation, and they were looking at a microscopic level on DNA, they saw that over time, this fraying that was happening at the ends of the DNA strands started to repair itself. Pretty cool. And today there's so many resources and evidence to suggest or go beyond suggesting that healing and health also begins with the mind. So again, there's the brain, that's the organ itself. And then there's the mind, that's the brain in motion, our thoughts and emotions, our subconscious, our conscious mind. And specifically the subconscious mind where all our beliefs about our health and healing lie. They all lie in the subconscious mind. And the beliefs that we hold about our health and our healing really impact our ability to heal and be healthy. You might have heard the quote, whatever the mind can conceive, it can achieve. In um, a great book by Dr. Joe Dispenza called You Are the Placebo, it points it makes a strong case for how powerful the mind is to heal. It's called the placebo effect and that it all begins there. And when people work on their mind and mindset about their health and their healing, this contributes greatly when it comes to outcomes in your health. And they've seen this case after case in people. When patients were told that by a well-meaning healthcare practitioner that they had only a certain amount of time to live and the patients took that as truth and adopted it as their belief, they actually met those expectations as opposed to believing something bigger for themselves. I can beat this. I can do it. Uh, that kind of mindset, positive mindset about an individual's health and healing, greatly impacted, positively impacted outcomes for patients time and time again. Dr. Joe even speaks of his own experience when he had this really bad accident and how he used the power of his mind and visualization to heal. So you hear countless stories about this. The mind through our thoughts and emotions contributes to the state of health and healing that we're in. Because there's this constant thought, emotion, thought, emotion loop going on. A thought creates an emotion, the emotion creates another thought, that thought creates another emotion. And you know that spiraling effect, that's what happens. And so, you know, these, and that 
creates these negative, can create these negative thought patterns about your health and healing and that impact outcomes. This spiral of thoughts and emotions, beginning with negative um, emotions like worry and doubt and fear, fear, create these negative thought patterns. And this is just, you know, magnified by stress. So it just continues this loop going, continues to put the body into states of stress, elevated respiratory, blood pressure, heart rate, increasing the inflammatory response. All these things happen. But if we work on our state of mind, and specifically, if we calm our state of mind, we calm our mind, we calm our brain and mind, we can, again, place ourselves, place our mind into a better state, a better mind healing state. Not easy to do when the mind is in this nonstop thinking mode, looping between all these thoughts and emotions, thoughts and emotions. How do you just stop that in normal, everyday, stressful life? It's really hard. I found it really hard, but through meditation, you can actually pause that negative loop around your thoughts and emotions, which impact your mindset, or you can actually practice observing it, which is in a way, a way of interrupting that pattern, which really helps when it comes to your state of mind around your health and your healing, and which, as I said, can go, is proven to affect outcomes around your health and healing. So a calmer mind is just a stronger, healthier mind overall. Healing begins from within. We've heard that before. And specifically, it begins in the mind. It begins in your mind. So all the areas of health and healing are all interconnected. The brain, the mind, mind the, uh, the body systems, everything is so interconnected. And all are placed into a stronger healing state when we actively calm the brain and the mind or move back and forth between stress and calm. It's unreasonable that we're always in this state of blissed out calm. No, but what I'm talking about here is actively shifting out of stress, interrupting that stress pattern and putting yourself into a, a calmer brainwave state, a calmer mind state. So another way that a calmer brain state 
impacts us, our health and our healing in a very good way is something that's called heart coherence. And so I'm going to cover this and also just some insights on the vagus nerve, which is a long nerve. It's actually called the wandering nerve, runs from the base of our spine right through our spine to the to the base. Oh, there we have someone. Hello. So when the brain is in a calmer state, it goes, it engages the intelligence of the human heart and it puts you into a state of heart coherence. Now there's a lot being written about this and heart coherence, which is, it's, it's being studied by institutes like the HeartMath Institute in the state. They study the intelligence of the human heart. When the brain is calmer, it engages the heart. It actually sends signals to the human heart. And this is really, really great on multiple levels. But when it comes to our health, what you're doing here is you're placing your internal state, your heart state and your internal state into a state of balance and equilibrium. So you're not just like, okay, well, I got to create this state of balance and equilibrium. You're actually doing this. You're shift shifting into this internal state of balance and equilibrium by calming the brain. And the brain is actually actively communicating, engaging the human heart. Another beneficial thing that this does is when you engage the heart through a calmer brainwave state, which is what is accomplished, what happens through meditation, even though you might not feel it, you gain the ability to access elevated healing heartfelt emotions. And elevated healing heartfelt, heartfelt emotions are really, really beneficial, vital, there goes that word again, to health and healing. We don't heal very well when we're in fear mode, when we're in worry mode. Fear, worry, doubt, that's the same thing as stress mode. We don't heal very well when we're in that mode. We just don't. We heal better when we're feeling emotionally better, when we're able to access more elevated emotions, which are difficult to do to access when your brain's in busy mode, in stress mode. But when you use meditation as a tool to calm the brain and mind, to engage the heart, send it into coherence, you have an easier time or it is more available to you to access elevated heartfelt emotions like love and grace and gratitude, wonder, that 
help us on our health and healing journey. We just heal better when we can access authentic heartfelt emotions, not forced heartfelt emotions, but heartfelt emotions like gratitude, like awe and wonder and love and compassion and all sorts of things, forgiveness. Not easy to do when the brain is in busy mode. So I think one of the most compelling stories that I've ever read about the impact on our health of negative emotions like fear and worry and doubt is the story of Anita Marjani in her book, Dying to Be Me. I listened to the audio and I also read the book uh, quite a long time ago, but it's an extraordinary story. And her story was picked up by the late Dr. Wayne Dyer, who was really fascinated with near-death experiences. And Anita Morjani had an incredible near-death experience that she documented incredibly well in this book. And in her book, what I took away and what was a really strong message was the connection between the cancer that she, that had taken her almost to her deathbed, hence the near-death experience, and her lifelong journey of living in fear. She was able to make, and she had this revelation that there was such a direct link and correlation between her cancer and living almost her entire life in fear, fear of all sorts of things. And this link between our negative emotions and disease is now really well documented. John Kabat-Zinn's book, Full Catastrophe Living, is really, really great for citing medical evidence and scientific evidence around that. The connections between our emotions and health issues and chronic disease issues. So there's a link there and it's too compelling to ignore. So being able to calm your brain and mind, engage the human heart, send it into a more coherent state where we can practice accessing elevated heartfelt healing emotions that are really hard to access when the brain is busy. Let's face it, I have a hard time accessing elevated heartfelt emotions. I can force them, but they don't feel real. But when I am in a calmer brainwave state, in a meditative state, I have, I am able to access, practice accessing elevated heartfelt emotions that aid in the healing process. They just do. They shift us out of fear and survival mode and into healing mode. So I just wanted to make the connection there and cite those two sources because 
for me, that was like reading her story was just like, wow, like her revelation of that connection of her long-term disease and living in nonstop fear, the impact of that was, it's, it, it was just really mind-blowing. But again, it's really difficult to access these elevated heartfelt emotions when we're in a stressed and survival state. That's why we need meditation, why it's so vital. Elevated heartfelt emotions like gratitude and grace and wonder are really, really beneficial when it comes to healing. But I really do believe in modern society where we're pulled in all directions. There's so many things coming at us. We need a tool. We need a way. We need something like meditation to kind of come in and help us actively shift into healing mode to help us access, in this case, as I was citing, these elevated heartfelt healing emotions to help us shift out of fear mode. Because there's so many things, let's face it, face it, that have us shifting into fear mode. Let's be real, that have us shifting into worry mode, <laughs> doubt mode. Oh my goodness. So we need things like this. And thank you, Jacqueline. I just was reading your comment. It is really interesting, her story. So and as I said, from my experience, it's hard to authentically feel these healing emotions. It's not a matter of, oh, you know, just feel gratitude or, you know, love or joy. And those are just so healing. You have to authentically feel them because that is what causes a vibrational shift and a shift towards um, like healing. You have to authentically feel them. And so that's why I really feel that it's really hard to do that without meditation. Prayer would be another way of accessing elevated heartfelt emotions. Yeah. So um, any kind of way that helps you shift your attention away from the external where many things can shift us into survival mode, fear mode, anything that helps us shift inwardly, calm our brain and mind, and can help us actively shift our state into healing mode. Okay, so there's so much to cover when it comes to health and meditation. But one of the things I also wanted to touch on was this thing called the vagus nerve. It's also called the wandering nerve. It's, it's a really important nerve that runs from the base of the um, the base of the spine right up through the spine. And it plays a key ro role in helping the body manage all sorts of systems, the heart, heart rate, breathing, digestion, the immune system. 
And it has been called the body's kind of superpower when it comes to healing. Because it has a great effect on our fight or flight system, or when we stimulate the vagus nerve, which is exactly what meditation does, that's what helps us shift out of stress and survival mode. So meditation stimulates this, this nerve, this vagus nerve, which is so beneficial. It's actually, they say it's the longest cranial nerve and it regulates so many key vital health processes. So when we talk about shifting out of fight or flight, the vagus nerve is, is what's really actively involved here. And meditation engages this nerve, stimulates it. So that's, you know, shifting it out of this stress and survival mode. So that's what you're doing. <laughs> you know, that's what you're doing. Every time you get your cute butt on the seat is you're stimulating this, you know, this healing nerve, this cranial nerve that engages all sorts of life systems and helps to actively shift them into health and healing mode. So we're talking here now about some of the specific things that meditation actually does. And I often use this line, you know, even, even the most subtle of, you know, you don't have to have this mind-blowing experience for meditation to work. Um, even just glimpses of, you know, that's what I often stay, say in the meditations, even a glimpse is so significant. You don't, in meditation, it's not about attaining this altruistic, ah, blissed out nonstop state. Just engaging in meditation, the practice of it, the consistent practice is so, so beneficial for your health and healing. And again, I'm going to say vital for it, even stronger than beneficial. So almost to end this call, I thought I would go into talking a little bit more about the benefits specifically of breathing more slowly or slow breathing. And I always integrate the practice of slowing down the breath, breathing more slowly in the meditations I create. I think meditation in itself just helps you to slow down your breathing even if that's not an intentional focus of the meditation. But in the meditations I create, I always usually walk you through a process where you're actively slowing down the breath. And so there's some real, real health benefits in breathing slowly. 
slowing down the breath. In the book that I mentioned at the beginning of this call, Spontaneous Healing by Dr. Andrew Wheel, it's an oldie but a goodie. It's really great. He was a Harvard-trained medical physician, and he left that whole traditional world, and he sought out all these other healing modalities, and he really researched them. And he encountered at one point this incredible osteopathic doctor who was having all these breakthroughs with healing patients. And not to get into the details of that, how he did that, but at one point in this book I'm reading, Dr. Andrew Wheel asked this incredible physician, what's your secret to maintaining healthy living or healthy life? And his response was breathing slowly, slow breathing. So I thought that was really interesting to read. And because I integrate that into the meditations I create, and it's an aspect of meditation in itself, the breath just naturally does slow. And that response in that book, breathing slowly, is so, is probably one of the most beneficial things you can do for your health, for your healing, slowing down the rhythm and pace of breathing. Okay. And not that there's this perfect way of doing it. Often in the meditations I create, I often say in a way that is best for you. Okay. You can focus on slowing down both the inhalations and the exhalations. Or sometimes when breathing is difficult, you're in that fight or flight, stress, worry, fear mode, totally human. Hey, you know, it can help to just focus on slowing down the exhalations because sometimes breathing in is difficult when you're in that mode. You know how people say, just take a breath? Well, when you're in the midst of <laughs> a meltdown stress mode, I'm sorry, it's hard to take a breath, but focusing on the exhalation, slowing that down is way more available. And that is so beneficial. So breathing slowly, slow breathing is such a vital practice when it comes to our health and healing. Maybe, according to this physician, considered one of the most beneficial. Because here are some of the things that it does when it comes to our health and healing. I've just cited a few things here just to inspire the pants off you even further. Slow breathing enhances your immunity. It increases your oxygen uptake and absorption. And the efficiency of the muscles and our systems of intaking that oxygen. Shallow breathing is associated with stress mode, fight or fight blow mode. And slow breathing enhances your whole immune function, just makes it work better. And some of the immune functions 
the immune part of the immune system is the digestive system. When you're in fight or flight mode, your digestive system isn't really optimally engaged because when you're in fight or flight mode, the, the brain is sending signals to your extremities. It's not sending signals to or as many signals to your digestive system, which is vital when it comes to your immune system. Hence the plague of modern society, all stressed out and everyone's got digestive dis disorders. How about we start breathing slowly or meditating? <laughs> and then maybe our digestive systems will, I'm not saying it's the be all and end all, but it is a vital complement to our, our healing systems, our immune systems. As I said, slow breathing enhances immunity. Slow breathing reduces anxiety and depression. Symptoms of our stressed out, survival, fear-based external world. Anything which engages the all is well parasympathetic nervous system helps to shift the overall biochemistry in your body. When you breathe slowly, you start releasing feel-good hormones. They just start getting released. And the cortisol and all these stress hormones start being replaced. That just happens. So you are creating a better feeling biochemistry in the body just by breathing slowly, which is what meditation helps you do. Breathing slowly also can contribute to a decreased perception in pain of pain. When you're experiencing any sort of pain, try it one time. Sometimes I occasionally get back pain. And I find that if I find myself in stressful, shallow, rapid breathing, that actually can enhance my perception of the pain. Pain is, is all perception. Um, but if you start breathing slowly, and meditation actually showed this, they actually took people through an eight-week meditation experience and a lot some of these people were experiencing well in these trials it was all trials around chronic pain and they showed that meditation the practice of it reduced their perception of the pain by about 40 percent in these clinical trials so breathing slowly can have a significant impact on your perception of pain. Try it the next time. When you're experiencing pain, try as best as you can to see if you can settle into a slower rhythm of breathing and see how that can shift and change your perception of pain. I'd be really surprised if you didn't experience a shift in that. Breathing slowly can also contribute to higher energy levels because through slower breathing, as we stated before, you receive higher oxygen levels, 
And this starts to impart itself into your cells, which plays a vital part in just helping you feel better. When you're moving your body and it's being oxygenated and blood is flowing, you know, why do they say in hospitals, they try to get you up and moving as fast as possible because it contributes to health and healing and just feeling better than staying put. So slower breathing contribute is also associated with lower blood pressure which we've also talked about, lower blood pressure is just a really good thing. We all know that at this point in time. And also better digestion. I think I mentioned that before, but it's worth mentioning as it pertains to breathing more slowly. When you're in fight or flight mode, your energy is going to your limbs and it's not going to your digestion digestion as much hardly at all. But as you breathe more slowly, your digestion and your immune system, as I mentioned, just gets way more energy and attention. And it just functions more optimally. So again, as I stated at the onset of this call today, this call today was all about meditation in your health. And it's an extra call that I just thought of hosting on the Symphonies for the Mind journey to inspire your practice, your health, your life. No matter where you are on your own meditation journey, maybe at this moment, you're really rocking the habit. Maybe you're off track a bit for whatever reason, maybe you are just looking into it and you've heard all the hype and you're just looking into it. So I just wanted to host these extra calls to inspire you around meditation and your health. And also, as I said at the onset of the call, that your body inherently wants to heal. It wants to move towards health. And meditation, you're so welcome, a calmer brain and mind just intentionally places it in a more optimal healing state. Stress, this nonstop stress puts up barriers to the body wanting to just inherently move towards health and healing. That's what it wants to do. And it's like meditation opens the floodgates. It's like, go to town. You know, it places it in a more optimal health and healing state. It just does. Removes the barriers. Because that's what the body wants to do. It wants to heal. It wants to be healthy. But we're simply not in a health and healing state when we're in a nonstop stress state. I know I've repeated that a lot during this call, but I really think it's worth repeating. We're just biologically not wired to be in optimal health mode, healing mode when we're in stress mode. Just the way it is. So for optimal health and healing, 
meditation, a calmer brain and mind is part of the equation. I think in modern times, it just has to be. Otherwise, you're just kind of leaving it to chance. I think we need it now even more than ever. As the craziness, uncertainty in the world and in our lives magnifies, we need it even more. As I said today, when I was, I mentioned it in the call, when I was talking to Jerry today uh, at a cozy cafe we were working at. And as I said, I had gone through a little bit of, um, you know, a few days of emotional stress. And when he asked me, you know, what would you do differently, do more of, what would you recommend to someone else? And I would say, well, my meditation practice really helped. I don't know what I would have done without it. But if I would be coaching anybody else and coaching myself, I would meditate even more, even more. When I'm going through any kind of emotional stress, physical stress, whatever that is, I know I need to place my brain and mind into a calmer state even more. And that's not just a nice thing to do. It's vital. It's vital. So that's what I would do. That's what I would do. I'm going to take my advice. And uh, I'm going to meditate even more. So I thank you for joining me tonight uh, on this call, or maybe you are going to be listening to this this month, and uh, hopefully it inspires your health and healing journey. Next month in August, as part of the Symphonies for the Mind journey, I'm going to be talking about meditation and manifestation. So that'll be a really fun call. So anyways, enjoy and uh, thank you.